Uh, I mean, I feel like a lot has happened since we last recorded, which mm-hmm. now that I think about it, was the last time I recorded, we recorded, was that our, that was our in-person one, right? Yep. When I came to town for my first job interview. Mm-hmm. And now I have since gotten that job, moved to Austin, and had a full week at that job. Yes. So, and what when you were telling me this earlier, what is what was your hi? This is Laurel. Here's one interesting thing about her. Yeah, we. Um, I had to go to orientation. It, it, it was. It's akin to like working for an airline, like new employee orientation for an airline, where like it's not just pilots and flight attendants. It's accountants and mechanics and people who design the menus where there's all these different people who do all sorts of different things for the company all Mm -hmm. in this new employee orientation um and so we had to like say where we were from how long we lived in austin which was a really interesting um thing what we were going to be doing and um a fun fact the fun fact really tripped a lot of people up but i was like i got it so I was like, my fun fact is I co-host a podcast about the TV show Frasier, and it got a lot of laughs. Couldn't tell if people were mocking me or <laughs> like, oh, did what you, a great did idea. Did you drop the name of the podcast? I or? did. I said it's called Craniacs, if anyone would like to listen. So if we see an explosion in downloads uh, lately, it is all due to my <laughs> well, fellow new employees. Well, we should treat this, I guess, a little bit. We'll, let's be a little more explanatory in, in, in the podcast when we get to it. Um, just in case we do have some new listeners. That's not a bad idea. Oh, that, that is a good idea. Smart. Thank you. So I have kind of an interesting... We had a, a bit of a emergency texting uh, production meeting with Craniacs uh, a couple days ago because they have announced, listeners, that Frasier is, is no longer going to be available on Netflix starting in 2020. And I have some thoughts on that. Uh I have thoughts about this whole trend of things slowly leaving Netflix. And yeah, I just, I have thoughts about it. Well, it basically boils down to they did X amount of years in, uh, you know, their contract to get that stuff done and they would just re up it all the time. But now everybody's doing their own streaming service and we're going back to you're having to pay you know the whole big thing about cutting the cord was like i won't have to pay a hundred dollars for all the channels i want i can get a la carte now it's like oh if you want to get everything you want it's going to be at least a hundred dollars i think in the background i don't know if you can tell is, is disney plus is playing here at the at studio j i can't tell because i, I don't have disney plus so that's so, what that is what do we got uh, it is not at all it does not at all familiar. high school musical the musical the series Musical, no, High School Musical, the the series, the musical, or High School Musical, the musical, the series. The musical, the series. Just that's the the banner that okay. just passed by. Um, okay, Frozen. That's we cool. had a <laughs> we had a big text message going back and forth between uh, Laurel and myself and silent co-host uh, Tara about what are we going to do now that it's off Netflix, um, and luckily the answer was. It's going to be on Hulu, so we'll just we we encourage our our listeners to to switch over to Hulu. Yes, and and and, and it's been on Hulu yeah. for a while. I, I've noticed this with Parks and Rec, where Parks and Rec has been on Hulu and Netflix for a while. But Hulu's got commercials. I uh, not not for me. I, I play. I got Hulu Plus, so I don't watch commercials. Only oh. only if you have regular poor people Hulu, which still costs money. It's not like it's uh, free Hulu. Right. It's eight dollars versus. $12. So I'm like, if commercials oh, bug, you pay the extra four bucks. Well, I'm actually paying nothing for Hulu because we're doing a swap with somebody, a friend. We're getting Disney Plus and he's jumping on that and we're, we're stealing his Hulu. I, I too share Hulu. I, so I pay about $3.17 a month because I, it's at my account, but I share it with some other friends. So, mm. so the other thing I thought about is there's been this thing lately where like friends in the office did this where they were like, hey, we're getting off Netflix and everyone lost their minds. And then they ended up staying. And I like this idea of the, the creators of Frasier going, we're leaving Netflix. And then everyone's like, okay, bye. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I guess we're actually leaving Netflix now. Well, the thing is, the office didn't stay. Friends, Netflix paid like $250 million to keep it for right. another year. The office was like, we're leaving there's no amount of, I mean, it's all licensing from like Warner Brothers. So Warner Brothers was more just like, hey, we're going to pull the office. Right. I think they're actually good. They're actually about to launch that. What is, is it going to like an HBO or? 
I keep well, thinking like HBO is going to be licensing Friends, which is so odd to me. So there's HBO Go, which is what mm-hmm. you get if you actually have a cable account to HBO. Uh-huh. There's HBO Now if you want to just pay for HBO and mm-hmm. get all the stuff on there. Isn't and that the, like $80 a month or something? I, I have no idea. I don't, okay. don't have that one. And then there's... There are, listeners, if you're an HBO Now person, let us know how much it is. And then there's, there's HBO Max is the next one they're coming, which is going to have original programming. So that's three different things just simply to watch HBO. HBO, why they don't just all put it on one thing is bizarre to me. Well, because I understand I understand at least why HBO Go exists because it's a perk for being a cable customer in that you can take all of your shows with you. Right. But you're not paying nearly I mean HBO Go HBO Go HBO Go is free for if you're a cable customer. So and I understand why HBO Go and HBO Now are different things. Because HBO Now, HBO's not getting anything from you unless you pay for that app. But I don't understand why they don't combine that into one app and you just have two different ways to log on. You have your, like... Oh, if, I see what you're saying. Do you see saying. what I'm saying? Oh, why make it two completely different apps? And then there's HBO Max, which is original content. Like, why not wrap that all into one thing and be like, hey, if you buy HBO, you get the app for free... And then there's ways, like, there's ways of saying you can't see certain content on a streaming unless you, like, do an upcharge. Like, Amazon has that thing with, you can watch stars off of Amazon, but you have to actually have a stars subscription. I don't know. It seems weird diluted into, like, three completely different apps, but we'll yeah. see. Um, one thing that we haven't mentioned at all is Apple TV, which I, I don't know anybody that has Apple TV. I don't know anybody who's watching that The Morning Show, which is like the whole reason to be a friend. Jennifer Aniston got on Instagram is basically to promote that show. So, Well, she's getting paid a... They're just backing the truck up for her to do it. So she's got like two seasons of that. Two seasons worth of payment for that set like in, in writing. I heard it's not that good. I also, the only people I know who have it are people who work for Apple, and they don't even get it for free. I was like, oh, so you're paying for it? And they're like, yeah, I want my stock to go up. See, that's the thing is, like, I feel like Apple this launch for Apple TV has been a, bit, a little bit of, like, a whimper for them mm-hmm. because I think maybe they thought everyone was going to be like, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, gee golly, let's rush out and get that. And instead, mm-hmm. everyone's like, honestly, I have so much to watch already. yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't like this. I mean, we, it's why basically I'm just re-saying what you said. I don't like the trend of now we have all these n- little niche or niche. I never know how to say that word. Um, streaming services to watch everything. Like, when I when I was an original cord cutter in 2012, I, it was like Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime wasn't, wasn't really even doing... Um, wasn't even really doing any sort of programming, so I watched everything through my Blu-ray player. Mm-hmm. Man, those days. I gotta tell um, you, I'm buying more and more Blu-rays because I'm like, I don't know what when this stuff is gonna yes. get cut from whatever, you know. It's, someone pointed it out to me that when you have a streaming service, you're not purchasing those movies. You're just renting them for like what? X amount of time. It's a much better rental service than just, you know, getting something for three nights, but you don't know when yes. it's gonna go, so... Yeah, I've um, slowly, I just keep an eye on, like, I have, like, a list of my 15 favorite movies, and I just kind of keep an eye on how much those cost to buy off of Amazon, to buy the digital version off of Amazon, so I can just, like, slowly have them. I think I have maybe, like, half of them at this point. Even if you have the digital version on Amazon, that's just rental. I can download it onto, like, my iPad. Yeah, but when your iPad runs out, like, like if you get a new iPad, like, you don't necessarily have oh. to transfer it, and if they lose the license between them and there, you've, you've lost that thing. That's why I buy, I guess, physical medium. I mean, once you have it, now I have it. It's mine. Yes. I mean, I I should say all of my favorite movies I also own on DVD. As a matter of fact, when I was... Your 15 favorite movies? Is that what you said? I I have a list of, like, my top 15 favorite movies. Yeah. I I put it together one year in college. I I put it together um, while I was bored in class one day. And I've since, you know, done some shuffling and bounced some... um, some movies so you know um what, what, what did you say you're curious what as to what they I'm, are? I, I would be curious for you to put that up on the facebook yeah, group might, or something sometime I, might, I, I feel like it also might be something we talk about um on the editing bay mm, yes laurel that eyeshadow is really nice on you oh, oh th- am i wearing eyeshadow i think so it looks like a little pink Oh yes, I am. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You're thank welcome. You. It's 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 my like weekend like, you know, no, it's not like I got to wear this eyeshadow to work. I, before the podcast, realized, like, all my hair was like this. 
And I was like, oh, I should probably do something <laughs> yeah. before I... Guys, Ryan's weekend makeup look is Ugh. just... It's blowing me away. I had... The we, glow and... I, I went out three nights in a row this week, Laurel, and I'm very tired. Yeah, I proposed hanging out in real life with Ryan and Tara today, and Ryan was <laughs> like, we are staying home. Yeah, I, tr- I tried to be like... Like, I didn't want to like, oh, we're busy, but I was like... <sighs> I'm like, I could... I, and part of that is as an extrovert like whenever i'm like man i just want to recharge like i feel bad saying it but i was just like very honest like laurel we got a lot of stuff this week and i need a day off the good news the very cool news is most of our stuff actually for tomorrow got canceled last second because we were going to hang out with some friends who are moving to dublin who are supposed to who are moving to dublin on tuesday they are no longer moving to dublin because like, it was at all yes because it was all for a job and he, they kept getting more and more red flags. They were supposed to move months ago, and they kept pushing it back. The company was like, we're having problems here and here. And he's like, I don't know about this. And he was starting to see some really big red flags. And he was like, I, well, I guess we'll just go because I need a job. He's been out of a job for a while. And he got a job on Friday in Austin. So they're staying. And I lost my mind. So, well, uh, wait. and uh, I don't think you answered this question when I asked her. Are these Posey's parents? Yes. <gasps> so they're sticking this- around. Does this mean I could meet Posey? <laughs> yes, and also their their adorable baby who's only three uh, months. That was another reason he was like, I don't know about moving. <laughs> They're moving a three month old. I feel like y'all have been like hacking my like list. I've been keeping on my phone of places to go because in the past week, you and Tara have gone to two places. I've been like th- that were specifically on my list. That like central machinery. Um, well, that just company. opened on like Friday. Yes. Well, it opened like, last Friday. I saw it in like do five one two, and then that like Lala's um, little nugget. Yes, I was gonna say golden nugget. I knew that wasn't right. Um, yes, that place is like Tara is kind of upset because I've been there before without her, and she's like, I feel like we've done a disservice to everyone who's come to visit us by not taking them here. I well, it's funny because I've I've started I've actually now started a calendar of visitors because. They're starting the week after Thanksgiving for mm-hmm. me, which I'm so excited about. Everybody come visit me, only if I know you. Um, and <laughs> uh, Hello, I listen to Craniacs. <laughs> um, we heard all about this new furniture you had to deliver, Laurel, and we're here to check it out. Um, but, and I was like, oh, I've got to take people there. Um, for those who are not from Austin, it is a bar that is Christmas-themed 365 days a year. So. And they have a big thing that's like a countdown to next Christmas, so. Like I mean, a big digital clock, which I think is amazing. <laughs> Um, that's great. Um, so speaking of, you mentioned Thanksgiving and the holidays and, you know, maybe getting together with relatives you felt like you haven't seen in a long time. It feels like returning to Frasier is like seeing an old friend that it's been so long. First of all, everything you just said as a segue is not something I said. (laughs) Yeah, you said you have friends after Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. I guess I did say that. Okay. Check, check, check the tapes. Check the tape. Okay, yeah. But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get started. Hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. If you're a new listener, you just listened to the patented 15 minutes of not talking about much Frasier stuff. Um, But we get together once a week, and we talk about Frasier, uh, and today is no different. And we, I did not realize these were the last two episodes. I know you said we were getting near the end, but I didn't realize these were the last two episodes. I didn't either. And, um, and, until we got to the end of the last one, I did the, like, thanks for calling or whatever. Yes. Yeah. No, same. Same. Um, only because Netflix was like, we're going to start the next episode. Season five, episode one. And I was like, oh! Yeah, yeah that's, uh, what, that's okay. what I did. We are on episodes 23 and 24 of season four, the swan song of season four. Uh, episode 23 is called Ask Me No Questions. What's the and Netflix the, synopsis? It's just, you know, it's a bang up one. Um, actually, the next one I will say is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> when asked if he thinks Niles and Maris are meant to be together, Frasier is stumped, which is not a bad synopsis of one of the plot lines. Mine just continues to be the the IMDb continues to be like Frazier typically overanalyzes the question, turning to everyone for advice and obsessing about the proper answer, to the point of obliviousness for everyone else, uh, of to anything else. But yeah, so like that one's actually a pretty good one. Um, this one had a very interesting opening because it was like the question, and then it was Niall's like, 
Fraser, do you think <laughs> this is like they get right to it and then they cut to another scene? Yes. It's yes. very strange. Um, which I actually remembered about this one that that's how it started. Yes. Um, it's funny because I am this. now just when I know you and I've like talked about this, so not to like harp on it again, but I'm now so completely over Niles and Maris. Yes. I am like if Niles was my friend or my brother, I would have been like by now like for the love of God. <laughs> like yeah, you would have had a talk that was like we're not going to talk about Maris. That yeah. is now something you have to figure out. I am here is my opinion, and you know this. Um, Which I, I we've also talked about this before, but like. I, I have done not actually explicitly said to a friend, but before been like, there, I have nothing new to say. <laughs> like, I'm not like, and like, this is your thing to figure out. Yeah. Go forth. <laughs> um, I, despite this being a very miles and miles, Niles and, and Maris. Oh, there's their, their celebrity dating name. Miles and, <laughs> and, and Nas is Nas. The, or not, he's not with Roz. Uh, Naphne. <laughs> Or dials. Okay. Miles and dials. Like you're having a stroke. <laughs> yeah. Call call an ambulance. Um, I despite it being a miles heavy episode, I, I very like I really like this one at the end of the day. Like it wasn't anything super new, but there's I had laughed a lot. Um I got a lot of notes. My first note is that's a really good looking cardigan. Uh I hundred. I wrote down nice sweater. Like that is not. And this is where perhaps we should ask um, Amy, my college roommate, to watch the episode. Um, and, Does and she knit? This. She knits, and she mm-hmm. knits. Um, she. I don't know that she knits like sweaters for adults, but she's knitted sweaters for like her baby and stuff. Right. But I want to be like, can you tell me how hard this sweater is to knit? Because I feel like it's very hard. Tara does baby blankets when her friends have babies, and then I. Uh, I've made a scarf or two in my day. Yeah, so I, but, I, I've like anything that's like, yeah, anything that's duh, it's mm-hmm. just a, mm-hmm. a a a square is pretty yeah. easy. A nice potholder, you know, something like that. But like that, I mean, that had a shawl collar, and I was like, yeah, I that had different, know. yeah, it had a cuffs, it had buttons. Like I was like, no, yeah. this is not easy. Um, also, I, either that took Daphne for if Daphne was doing this in secret, I was like, that had to have taken her forever. Because I meant she was only doing it like at night in her room, mm-hmm. and yeah, I was just she's like, been starting it since season one. Yes, exactly. She and it was it was interesting because uh, I I liked that whole kind of subplot where it was uh, Martin and, and Daphne having a hard time like with like how gifts worked and that sort of thing. And I think I feel like we might have talked about that this before, but the idea of like the love languages and the like gift giving. Yes, we, you know, we, we have talked about it before, but I don't know necessarily in the terms of gifts. Maybe it was about gifts, but I think that's, I didn't even thought about that. I think that's a really good point. That, um, oh, go ahead. No, I was, well, that like maybe Daphne's love language is giving gifts, but Martin's love language is not receiving gifts. Right, absolutely. Well, obviously that was. I liked his explanation where Fraser was like, didn't you ever give mom anything she didn't expect? He's like, yeah, you. Why do you think I got the rule? Well, um, so I guess here's the question I have. Do you feel obligated to reciprocate if somebody gives you a gift for no reason? I don't know that I necessarily feel obligated, but people who have given me gifts in the past are definitely the people that I am more likely to give gifts to. Mm-hmm. Like, and some of that is the social contract, not necessarily for me, but like, I know that a lot of people have this Martin thing because I used to be the kind of person like I, I would just give, you know, do, do that sometimes. And, and I don't really do it so much anymore. Uh, one, because it's not just my income anymore. <laughs> I got you know, I can't just be like, oh, I bought our friends a bunch of stuff. Um, but also because I've encountered people who are like, oh God, a gift. Now I have to reciprocate. Yeah. I, and I, there's one friend in particular, like, a friend of mine just sent me a gift card to celebrate, like, me getting my job and everything. But, like, and that, and that was super, that was super sweet. I don't feel, like, I, I think she would appreciate more a very heartfelt thank you. And, like, I let her know what I got with it and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Rather than me being like, oh, well, here's the gift I'm giving you to pay you back in some ways. If, yeah. The other thing is, like, if I, 
I don't think I've ever encountered this because usually we just say, hey, we're going to get you a Christmas gift to people. So that, like, if people were like, well, I'm not getting you anything, I'd be like, fine. But, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, just to let people know. And, yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. I, I, I love getting gifts. Like, I, I go, I'm a two-way street on the love language of gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, did I ever tell you about the first big Christmas gift Tara got me that made me cry? No. <laughs> what You're going to laugh when you hear it was. It was a brochure to this place in Maryland called the Star Toys Museum. And this is our first Christmas together. And what it was is it was just a private collection of Star Wars toys. What it ended up being was a themed uh, hoarders episode. Ah. But it was a thing where it was like the largest private collection of Star Toys. Wars toys. I'm like, what, what? What is this? It's just a brochure. She goes, it's this thing, and I've set us up a date. We're gonna do it on this day, and I'm gonna go with you. And it was like, she's like, oh, I'm gonna go with you. It's gonna be fun. And it was like, no one's ever like gone with. Like usually, girlfriends are like, you go do this. I'll stay home. And you, you are you gonna be okay? She's like, no, I like that stuff. And I was like, tear, 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 tear. She's like, are you crying? And I'm like, this is just the nicest present anyone's ever gotten me. I also like how in touch with your emotions you are that you could like you know oh, cry yeah. over yeah something like I that I got teary so. I got teary when, when I say my friends I heard they're staying I, I was so happy like I was happy he got a job and everything but the second he was I was like they're staying oh god they're staying I was so excited um uh yeah so that was that was one thing I, I point out I don't know I have like a pu- bunch of notes for this one um so I, I that's gross I just a smattering of notes but <laughs> Um, another thing, I seem to remember that this is a sign of like how how adult I am now, um, or how old <laughs> I am now. But like, up till maybe five years ago, if someone had given me a basket of like bath stuff, I would have been like, ugh, because I'm like I don't want any of this. I never use it now. As like, she's like describing everything in the basket. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, it Can sounded really great. I, I did love his reaction of her being like, this was too much. He's like, oh, I'll take some back. Like, he like he has a very specific monetary value for what a gift equals, and he's trying yes. to hit it. Yes. Um, oh, actually, this this reminds me. Oh, man, people are going to love how off-topic we are in this episode. Wedding well, gifts. This is on topic. Yes. Do you feel, and I admit, this is, a friend of mine told me this was the first time I'd ever heard it. Do you think that your wedding gift should equal the amount the couple paid for your specific spot at a wedding. That's... I I had never heard this before, so... Neither had... Well, I mean, I've, I know it now, but when I heard it, I went, oh, that makes perfect sense. Especially someone having gone through a wedding. And I mean, you should pay whatever you can. Like, you know, if, if you don't can't... Don't think you can afford, like, they go to a nice wedding and you can't afford it. Like, just do the best you can. But, like, I think that's usually a good measure I go by, like... Because I used so, to just be like, here's 20 bucks, bye. Oh, okay. Wow. You're, you're well, I didn't know. Ryan's friends. <laughs> well, also, I did not make a lot of money when I got so, out so of college. It's funny. So. I, I have said that the, my friends who got married like before I was like maybe 26 really lost out in terms of wedding yes. presents. Yes, absolutely. Um, and now it's like, oh, no, the older I am, it's like, oh, no, you, you get a much nicer. Also, I tend to get a present that I actually know you want off yes. your registry. So, um but I guess my thinking on that is your budgets and my budgets are completely different. If you have an enormous 400-person wedding at the Ritz, what I don't even know how much that is, $300 a head? I'm not spending $300 on a gift for you unless, like, I don't think I've ever spent $300 on a wedding gift for anybody. It's going to say, unless you're one of my very best friends, but even my very best friends, I have not spent that much on a wedding gift. Yeah, for. I mean, look, you shouldn't spend outside your For your parents' your wealthy it's... friends. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, that's usually my go-to is, like, okay they spent this much we should try like how much do we we should we should go up a little more because they spent a little more or whatever especially if it's like a closer friend if it's just somebody like you know there's a lot of factors that go in i i will just say that never has a factor in mind a because i truly have no idea how much i've never planned a wedding i don't know how much it costs per person um it's just never been it's never been a factor of my i will say though like when i was in a relationship and we went to a lot of weddings together i i did like because i was kind of like well more like i was like this gift is from two people so it should be a little bit like i did mm-hmm. step up my gifts then but as soon as he and i broke up it was back down to that next <laughs> lower tier of gifts which are still welcome, nice, nice gifts <laughs> welcome back to laurel justifies being a cheapskate um i'm your co-host and <laughs> just as shocked as you are um 
I I don't know. I again like I just there are people who are like, hey, your gift is I came to your wedding, and it's like, no, I like I've seen people do that, and I'm like, you're a rotten, you suck. <laughs> so I, I I there's only been one time that I've not given a gift at a wedding, and I feel a little. Uh, I actually don't feel that bad because I've since given their kids a ton of gifts, but um. It was like I went to a wedding when I was in college, and I legitimately mm-hmm. had zero money, and I'd thrown the bride a shower, and so I was like, at this point, I don't even know, like, I, I don't know what I would get you. Um, <laughs> but uh, wait, had somewhere I was going with this. Oh, if I've spent a lot of money to travel to your wedding, that might affect the gift. Right, I right, right, right. Give you, um, which is hard because, like, for example, some friends of mine are getting married in May in Puerto Vallarta. All of us are traveling there. Um, the hotel is $750 a person. So, like, we are all out a lot of money for this wedding. Yeah, no, that's, I, I, I mean. Even, I haven't even thought about how much, like, what kind of gift I would give them. But still, it's just kind of like. But at the same time, it's a vacation with all of my, like, friends from D.C. So, in some ways. It's, it's interesting because I feel like. I, I just, there's that thing lately where people are like, oh, someone's having a destination wedding. What a pain. And I'm like, we kind of had a destination wedding, cause we were, but it was like out in Virginia, so it didn't feel like we were putting anybody out. And like the hotel we had, we tried to find one that was pretty cheap for everybody and had big rooms and everything. I don't know. Like, maybe that's why I think of a destination wedding differently, because I would never have the one you just described where I'm like, everyone come spend $750 on a hotel room. I'd be like, with our friends, it'd be like, eight people to a hotel room. <laughs> well, so the thing is, it's all inclusive. So it's five nights there. Ah, all inclusive. Okay. Still, oh, I'm sorry. what if I didn't want to spend five nights at your stupid wedding? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, come breakfast, on. breakfast and dinner are included. Lunch is not, but I was like, yeah, so I'm just going to eat a big breakfast. Yeah. Um, and Put, put also, the bagel in your purse. <laughs> Um, and but because it's all inclusive, it's not like if you put eight people in a room, it would still be seven hundred and fifty dollars a person because you have to pay for the food. Oh yeah, like, Ding. Oh, it's okay. not like yeah, price fair. per room. Um, because some of my friends, I, I'm sharing. And I want my, my own room. I'm sharing with my uh, well, it's my room, my BFF Clark, um, who is my cruise roommate as well, and he was originally going to stay with two other friends of ours, and then he found out it was going to be the same cost, and then anyway, the bride and groom were like trying to make make sure everybody like had roommates, and they were like, hey you and Clark just want to kick it cruise style and I was like yeah we do also we get a couple's massage as part of our as part of oh our my god <laughs> I can't wait it's amazing we should well, get back to Frasier we're 30 minutes in so we should <laughs> talk about Frasier um yeah the crux of this episode is just Niles asking the question to Frasier and Frasier spending the majority of the episode dealing with it um I I liked it I liked that it was kind of a Frasier centric episode because I know it, there, there were more and more Niall-centric ones, and we've talked about how that might have to do something with Kelsey Grammer's uh, substance abuse problem at this yes at this time. But this was very Frasier-centric. Um, let's see. This is a little later in the episode, but what did you think about the scene where he's just walking around to the saxophone music? I, I admit that I folded laundry during that scene because I was like, ugh. <laughs> I liked it. Like, it was kind of funny, but the music was just hilarious. I was like, because Tara was in the other room, and I was like, she's going to think I'm in here watching Cinemax or something. Like, this sounds like... Cinemax. Cinemax. Some sort of steamy, like, nude scene. It just and it was just the same. How, how much I... This and the fact that I listened to the, the song Baker Street came on the radio yesterday, just like how much I love a saxophone. Yes, <laughs> Which I know yes. we talked about before. Um, I The other thing... Uh, that they did in this episode is they kept teasing that they were going to introduce Maris and then it would be Marta. Did you think it was Maris when that really glamorous Both times. <laughs> the second time at the, at the, at the cold closing where he's holding up the newspaper, where she's holding up the newspaper, I was like, Oh, is that Maris's hand? And then it came down. I was like, I fell for this twice. Like I was so, I felt so dumb. <laughs> I just, I feel like the first time I saw this episode that my parents and I were like, <gasps> yeah, <"Yeah,"> nervosa. <laughs> and then yeah. we're like, because she came in, I was like, who is that? Who is it? Like, trying to figure out the actress. But, I mean, good four seasons in, we are still like, oh! I know. Um, uh, this one, I, I think thought... Okay, I think one of the reasons I don't like this episode as much as you do is... It is an example of Frasier thinking so highly of himself. And a lot of people, like, corroborate this, and they're like, 
Niles really takes your opinion seriously. Remember all these times in your childhood where he did things because you did them or because you said them. And then it turns out Niles doesn't even remember yes. asking Frasier the question. And I think that's why I like that because it turned out to be wrong. I also liked mm-hmm. all the times he would pontificate and someone would like leave mm-hmm. and then come back right at the point where he's like, am I right? He's like, sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what did it we was... think about the, the, the date that Fraser had in this episode? Um... She, I, do we know who that actress was? I forgot about no, her. I, Honestly, that's just kind of how I feel about the date. I forgot about her. Well, I, but I think they they have heard us. They have retroactively heard us, and that they're they're having Fraser end up with women who it seems like he would actually date. So it would be interested well, in dating him. She's a well, that's part of she it. Looks like she's roughly his age. She's not the a other model. thing that the other thing that seemed weird to me, and maybe because they don't really show this in a lot of. Um, uh, I feel like date scenes in sitcoms is the picking up. Like I've seen the dropping mm-hmm. off and I've seen the, them at the thing, but then he's like, Oh, come, come right into the car. And I'm like, is Frazier picking someone up? Like, I just don't, I don't know why the idea of Frazier going, I'll pick you up at blah, blah, blah. Just, I don't know why that seems odd to me. Also, like I cannot remember. Well, also I lived in DC where like not many people drive for, you know, drove for six years, but, um, I can't remember if I've ever had a date, especially a first date, pick me up where I live for something mm-hmm. to get to know where I live. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. I mean, I guess he worked with her. I don't know. It just felt a little off. Yeah. There's a couple weird date things in these two episodes. We'll get to the second one a bit. I, yeah, I don't, I, I, I like this one. Like it felt like another one where I was like, you know, it just kind of was, I, 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 when I, watch it i'm trying to lean into this i i laughed a whole lot i laughed out loud it might be because i haven't mm-hmm. seen a fraser in a long time um i thought there's a bunch of one-liners i've noticed in this episode specifically they do a really good job of like the arguing scenes where two people are just talking over each other to comedic effect like niles and fraser are get, doing that doing that more and more but i think daphne and martin did it at one point like i don't know it just felt especially with the blocking of daphne like walking around and talking to people and then coming back it felt very yes very theater to me and i like that a lot yes um I, I yeah i enjoyed that um one note that i took and then it's funny when the next episode ended up being a season ender we haven't had a guest caller in a while right um like i'm flipping through my notes to try to figure out when we had one and it, like i i mean i'm all the way back to okay we clearly had one this season so but i'm oh i'm missing some pages of notes but anyway it's been a while since we <laughs> had a guest caller so, do you have any LOLs, which for those of you joining us from uh, Laurel's new job are Laurel one-liners? <laughs> All those people are going to be... See, no, I don't actually work with any of those people, so they're oh. going to be like, who? Well, anyway. Um, oh, well, yeah, there was one thing I wrote down when uh, Niles is talking to Maris on the phone, and they're talking about how much they miss each other, because they can't see each other outside of therapy per their therapist guidelines, and he says... Yes, it's just like Van Cleef without Arpel. And I just thought that was really funny. I, I liked every time Frazier interrupted them. It was like, get off the phone. <laughs> like, would call them on the landline. That yes, really made me laugh. Uh, I also uh, feel like that doesn't happen anymore since hardly anybody talks on the phone anymore. Right. I I have I have one that I really enjoy. Uh, I, I enjoyed when Frazier shows up at Niles' house near the end and goes, <laughs> Niles goes, you smell of the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I missed that. It was such a. It, I don't think it was. I don't think it was supposed to be that funny of a line, but just it was such a strange wording, and then such a like hoity-toity way of saying like you've been out all night. He's like you smell of the streets. Yes. I'm gonna say that to people now. Okay, oh, you do. All right, hey Laurel, what do you what do you rate this one? I give this one five pumice stones, which is the thing that you use to scrape the dead skin off the bottom of your feet. What was the thing there? Was was Martin insinuating that he saw the dead skin on the couch? Yeah. He, he, no, no. he was saying like, when you're lying on the couch, wear socks. Because I think he was saying like when she's Oh, because he can see, see her, feet. her feet. Okay, 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 okay. Oh, I don't yes. think it was that she right, was like right, right, molting right. on the couch. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't quite figure that out. Um, I'm going to say, I'll give it seven. I'm going to give it seven eucalyptus body wash. I knew you were, I knew you were going to give it seven. I just knew. Are, are you getting to the point where you can predict my, my scores? I think I've been at that point for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Tara, Tara did something last night where I thought I had it gave her a very... We were playing a game at Lala's where what, whoever could name the song 
that came on the jukebox faster. And it's all old music, so she beat me like 10 to 3. But I like, she goes, I don't know this one. I'm like, oh, it's called, uh, sentiment, it's called like, uh, uh, Into Eternity. Like, I made up some song, blah, blah, She goes, you're lying. And I'm like, how did you know? Like, I thought it was very convincing. And she was like, no, you're absolutely lying. And here's how I know that. And I was like, okay. I, well, this isn't fun I anymore. I think that we are not very good liars to the, the people who know us the best. I guess um, that might be it. Yeah, like, I... With my ex-boyfriend, I could, he, had, he had a tell for when he was lying. Never been anything, like, serious, obviously. But I would just be like, you're lying. He'd be like, how do you know? And I'm like, you do a thing. And he's like, what do I do? And I'm like, I'm not telling you. Okay, so the next one. You want to move on to the next one? Yeah, it's the finale of season four called Odd Man yeah. Out. And get ready for this amazing, not even correct Netflix synopsis on Ross's <laughs> birthday. On Roz's birthday, Frazier decides to surprise her with dinner for two at Toscana, Seattle's most romantic restaurant. That's it. That's that's the whole thing. And I so when I saw that, Laurel, I thought this was gonna be an episode that was like, Oh my god, we're gonna leave season four with Roz and Frazier getting together or like we're leading into like they, they there's like we we tease it out a little bit or something mm-hmm. that they're gonna get together and that was like it, this is how the episode starts Roz I got you a a, a, a reservation to the Italian restaurant on your birthday and she's like mm, I can't make it that's it yes <laughs> that's, also it it's not even forward from there it's not even Toscana, I don't think. I want to say he says, like, San Gerardo's or something. Like, it's not even Toscana. And it's terrible. I just, like, and she's like, oh, thanks, but I have a date. And he's like, oh, well, okay, maybe I'll take Niles. Like, that's, yes, that is it. It's yes. like the person just, like, skimmed the first half of the lines in the first scene. And we're like, okay, synopsis. And it just basically becomes an episode about uh, Frasier not wanting to be alone because everyone else has something to do that night with somebody and he doesn't but this woman keeps calling his phone i, I thought that part was funny when he answered the phone he's like hey it's me laura um i'm gonna be a little late or whatever and he's like but i'm in t- i'll be here this thing he goes oh good laura's in town and he everyone goes who's that he's like someone who called the wrong number on our answering yeah. machine which reminds me so much of like the days of yore before you had caller id and before you had people's numbers saved in your cell phone mm-hmm. well well so we'll kind of skip forward to like the the crux of the episode at the end is he she is is trying to get a hold of someone to pick her up at the airport but he's like i don't know how to get a hold of that person like this woman's gonna just be alone at the airport and that's what would have happened and he goes to pick her up because he's she sounds like someone's he would really enjoy and they kind of give him you know be a little bold and he goes how do you feel about that whole situation i don't feel great about it. Yeah. I waffle back and forth because A, he's built this up a little bit in his mind where he's like, oh, she, because at one point she's like, is that Tom's voice on the answering machine? He sounds nice. And he's like, oh, she likes my voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah. says, she says she's been alone for a while. He, uh, he like gets a little delusional about it. Um, on the other hand, it is nice of him to be like, hey, whoever you were trying to call to pick you up isn't here to pick you up. Can't like, I wanted to let you know, can I help you or whatever? I thought the way the whole thing played out, because he gets there, he's very kind, or he's 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 very like, I could take you there, but he's not super pushy. He's just like, oh, I insist. And then she's like, well, let's, let me, no, I'm, I'm going to take a tag, but let me, let's have a drink at the bar just for me to say thank you. And then she's like, I'm getting a vibe off you just to let you know I'm married. And he's like, oh my goodness. Like, like everything was handled like perfectly, I think, to where feelings weren't hurt she didn't feel it didn't seem dangerous he wasn't pushy it wasn't weird that would never happen in real life like the kind of guy who i feel like would come do this would be like well he's not here is he just because there's a goalie doesn't mean i still can't score (laughs) you know something terrible i've never said that before ever uh how about you never say that again um the so i guess part of what it's so hard for me to try to is I can't picture this happening nowadays because of everything I've already said. Everyone has caller ID. Right. Everyone like has cell phones and stuff. So I can't imagine this happening. Um, yeah, th- that's just something I really struggle with. I also like just the way Frazier's built this up in his mind. I'm like, you. S- he sounds so much lonelier than I think he actually is. Mm-hmm. So it, um, yeah, I don't think the season has reflected this feeling. Yes. Yes, and 
also as somebody who has been like off and on single around friends of mine who are like, you know, getting married and like celebrating things. I identify with like the feelings he has a little bit, but not to the point of the despondency that he seems to mm-hmm. feel over it. Um, I mean, I think if this would have worked out, it would have been a cute story. And I, again, I think the way Fraser handled it would have been a great meet cute. And I think the way Fraser handled it to when she goes, he's, he's married. He goes, Oh, and he just, he asked her, he's like, well, on the thing you said this, but it wasn't like accusatory. It was just mm-hmm. like, I can't believe I thought that, but here's what made me think that he's like, oh, okay, I got it. And he handled it in a way that was, was good, but I don't think it, it worked. But yeah, I don't think you could do that nowadays. It was a little creepy. I did enjoy that. It was Linda Hamilton. Oh, um, is that who it was? Yeah. From uh, Terminator. Well, well I, I recognized her immediately because Tara and I just went and saw the new one last yes. a week or two ago. Yes. And she really liked it. But um, it was, I, I, I gotta tell you, the funniest part in the whole thing is when he goes, can I carry your cello? And she goes, oh, I checked my cello. This is my purse. Uh, yes, I laughed out loud. She, guys, she's carrying an enormous cello case, as you know, if you just watch this episode. So I, I, I what was funnier was her going, she looks at her and he goes, I think that's funny. Why does no one think that's funny? I liked, I don't know why that was such a good character moment. I almost feel like the writer who wrote it that was a real exchange he had where he kept making that joke and everyone looked at him. He's like, and he, so he had the character say, I don't understand why no one thinks this is funny. I thought it was really good. I, that was like my favorite part in the whole little thing. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I actually, I wrote down the title of this episode intending to take notes and then took no notes on it. So I, I took more notes. Hold on. Let me get them up. Um, the, the opening scene with Niles getting his tie stuck in and Daphne's zipper was pretty good. That is one of my favorite. I can't believe I can't believe I didn't write that down. That is one of my favorite, uh, like Fraser dry lines when he's like, "Niles, you have something on your tie." <laughs> like that <laughs> is like of the entire series. That's one of my favorites. So he does. He has a very specific look he gives when he catches them. Yes, that's so perfect because it's not accusatory. It's not like what's happening. Like it's just like here we go again. It's so good. Yes. Yes. He, the way he acts reminds me of the way I act towards one of my oldest friends from college um, whenever he is drunk. It's just very, like, long-suffering and, like, <laughs> like beaten down almost. How do you feel about eating dinner alone? Because Fraser oh. does end up going to the restaurant by himself. So it's funny. Um, I have no problem with it. And it's, I say it's partly because I have traveled so much for work. And it used to be like when I initially started traveling, I would eat in the hotel restaurant or, and it's like traveling alone or not necessarily traveling alone, but you just don't want to spend any more time with your coworkers because you spent all day with right, them. Right, right, I started to get to the point where I was like, I'm in New Orleans, for example, and there's so many great restaurants right around here. Why am I going to just go to the hotel restaurant when I could go somewhere else? So that kind of got me into the feeling okay while eating alone. I would usually eat at the bar because most places, especially if they were busy, you could always get a spot at the bar. Um, sometimes I bring a book. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. Um, T- so I, I'm, I'm okay with it, but I prefer to like eat with somebody. Yeah. But I'm not going to not go get dinner or something because I'm alone. Right. I learned to eat on my own a lot uh, at my last job because I needed to get out of the office and I would just go places for lunch by myself that I knew my coworkers wouldn't go because I'm like, oh, and look, so I could stay late and just be like, oh, they took forever. Like, I just, that that, that was it. And I just kind of, I do it sometimes since then. But like, I remember one of the reasons I did a lot of internet dating was just to have dates to go to restaurants I wanted to go to. And it was, I don't know. Um, I Tara tells this story. It's kind of her story to tell, but I think you might have heard it where she was at a Panera Bread, and someone, this woman, came in and ordered a loaf of bread and sat it down at the table and just would butter a piece and just eat a piece of bread and then would butter another piece and eat a piece of bread and just did that for a while. I don't think she ate the whole loaf, but then eventually just took the loaf home and left. And Tara was like, I just wanted to go and give her a hug. I don't know what was going on with her. She's like, it's the saddest thing I've ever seen. Oh, man. I I, I was about to say, a woman's my hero. Like, I just wish I could, without a band, just be like, slices of bread. (laughs) 
I mean, I think she didn't look like she was like, this is what I'm doing today. Yeah. I don't care what yeah. anyone says. Bread, butter, bread, butter. She was like <laughs> slouched and like staring at the table and just like. Also, did uh, not Like know that was depression could... bread. I, oh, I didn't know you could buy a whole loaf of bread at Panera. This is news to me. So Yeah. Get it sliced. I used to, someone got me a bread maker for Christmas one time and I got real excited because I was like, I'll bring it to Panera and they can slice it because it was one of those ones where you try and cut it piece by piece. It's like, oh. smush. Oh, so I was yes, like, I'll take yes. it, I'll get it that way. Or they were like thick ass pieces. Mm-hmm. So I took it there and they were like, yeah, we can't do that, dude. I'm like, why? They're like, we don't know what's in your bread. Like, we're not going to put it on our thing. Oh, that's I was really like, good oh, point. good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or no, I guess it wasn't Panera. It was uh, Easy Tiger. Have you done Easy Tiger? Uh, it's on my list, but I haven't been there. I, I, guys, I've been in Austin for 12 days, and so, you know. I got to tell you, if you got to go someplace and you want to, if you want to take someone to 6th Street, you go to Easy Tiger, because it's the end of 6th Street, so you kind of look down the street and go like, look at that crazy stuff, and it never, for some reason, it rarely, like, overflows into Easy Tiger. Well, it's funny because the first friend that's visiting um, is actually was with me on my last trip to Austin before I like moved here a year mm-hmm. ago, and so we went out on Sixth Street. So she's probably like, "I'm good on Sixth yeah. Street." Um, yeah. But uh, it's just going to caveat. I've been here twelve days, but two of those days I was in Houston. So yeah. Anyway. Horrible. It was. It was a uh, Let's see. I think that's all I got. Fraser is four forty three. Uh, that was something I wasn't. He says I'm 43, and I'm like, okay. I, I like having like I know exactly how old Fraser is supposed Wait, to be. Wait, hasn't he points. been 43 for a while? <laughs> I don't know, but he says that he flat out says I'm 43. Someone who's, someone who's listened to the entirety of our catalog more recently, I feel like we talked in an earlier episode when Fraser does mention his age. I thought he was 43 then, and I'm, I didn't say earlier episode. I mean like. Two seasons ago. Of course, we don't know what time is like in nah. Seattle of Fraser. So, Fraser, Seattle. Anyway. That bar seemed very close to the gate. That was the other thing I was going to say. Um, though I have been, especially in smaller airports, there are ones where, like, if you push your bar stool back, you're basically running into somebody sitting at the gate waiting for their flight. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know why. It just seemed like he's like, do you want to go get a drink? And they pointed, and I thought they meant, like, <laughs> like a ways away, and they're like, here it, it felt very again very theatrical of like here let me take your your like she could have thrown her cello and it would have landed where they were gonna sit um okay you got a you got a rating for this one or do you have anything else you want to you want to mention i would give this six ties stuck in zippers <laughs> i would give it a six to six airport sherry's i i just i can't imagine an airport bar having sherry in the first place <laughs> Or if they do, it's awful. I've been watching a lot of Bar Rescue, and there's a lot of those, like, look at these flies in this in this drink. You haven't cleaned it. Like, that's what their sherry would be like. They'd be like, whoo, and all this dust would come flying off. <laughs> well, what's funny, though, is you and I now fly out of the same airport, so we're going to have to try different. We're going to have to divide up the bars at Austin Bergstrom Airport. I was about to say, <laughs> let's say, Laurel, the next time you're at an airport, let's make that a goal for each other. Next time we're at an airport, we're going to order a sherry. And here's the deal. If the bartender looks at you like, what? Drop out. Go, you know what? Never mind. What I meant to say was this. But just to see the reaction, if he's like, if he's like, absolutely, ma'am, and like gives you a sherry, then then it's got to be pretty good if they're like, people order sherry here all the time. Well, you know what? This is a call out to all of our listeners as well. If you're a jet a jet setter, a world traveler, which I assume only the finest of, of people listen to this podcast are, um, let us know. Send us an email about this. Ask your uh, your um, airport, the next time you're at an airport bar, ask us to have some sherry. You can send us an email about it at craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. You can send us a tweet at craniacs, uh, hashtag airport sherry, and let us know if you've... <laughs> Let us know if you've got some airport sherry. Uh, we are on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and Overcast, and probably some other ones. You know where we are if you're listening to us. One thing I was going to say, since we only have the you know the, the classiest and uh, highest class of listeners, they probably fly private, which means they don't go to the terminal at all. That's a good point. Well, next time you're asking them to stock your private jet, ask for sherry and, and just, just see, see what, what happens. They say. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Say say just stock it from whatever's available at the airport. Yes. And let us know. 
Yes, exactly. Send us, send us a telegram or whatever. Or whatever <laughs> Have your butler deliver us a note. Yes, on a silver platter. Yes. Um, yeah, but when you're also listening to uh, our podcast on your trips to Abu Dhabi or wherever, uh, give us a five-star review. Um, if you're looking for something to do, rather than giving us a four-star Laurel review, Laurel has some recommendations. I do indeed. I have one recommendation. I recently saw the movie Parasite. Oh. Uh, have you seen it? Have you and Tara seen it? No, she wants to see it a little more than I do. But I think with your recommendation, we're just going to go see it. I would like everybody to see it because I would like some people to talk with about with it. Uh, with about it. Ugh, what am I trying to say? I want to talk now to Now you're people. having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> oven stove. Oven stove. Um, I, <laughs> I, I just, there's a... There's like a, all the reviews are like, we can't say much because of the twist. And so like, I just want to find some people who've seen it so we can talk about it because it left me feeling all different kinds of ways. And I also think it's been marketed a little poorly. I think that people keep calling it a kind of horror movie. And I would say it's actually more like a dark comedy. Um, but it's apparently like the front runner for the best foreign language film at the Oscars and the Oscar nominations aren't going to come out for two more months. Um, it's like, I think it's broken the per screen average when it was first released in the U.S. Like each screen it was shown on made more money than with, than any other movie ever had. Um, it won the Palm Door at the Cannes Film Festival. It is all in Korean with subtitles, which a sign that I live in Austin. The guy sitting next to me said, "Ah, oh, subtitles. It just really makes you disconnect from the human condition." And I was like, oh, I live in Austin now, don't I? Why would he say that to somebody? Why would you say that out loud, first of all? First of all, he he was saying it to his date. And I was like, girl, run. Oh, okay. I thought it was just like you and him over a few few seats. And he turned to you and was like, ugh, subtitles. Really disconnects you from the human condition. Excuse me while I smell my own fart. I'm so (laughs) smart. I, well... Uh, anyway, he was on a date. Um, it was also at Alamo Drafthouse, and his date broke her wine glass halfway through the movie. So, like, <laughs> they, they were over, just... Over his head? <laughs> no, she, like, knocked it <laughs> off their table. But anyway... She yells, uh... distraction! <laughs> she just runs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, uh, I, I don't have a problem with subtitles. All I have to say. I will say, though, you really can't sneeze in a movie when there are subtitles, because then you're like, oh, no, what did I miss? Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, so anyway, people, go see it, because, um, again, you can't really talk to people about it if they haven't seen it, so, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, I, I, I was left thinking about it for a very long time. Well, yeah, guys, check it out, email Laurel so she has somebody to talk to about it, I'll probably check it out now, Tara will, your, your, your recommendations carry a lot of weight with her, so now I'm sure we'll be pushed, because I've been trying to get her to see one of his other movies like first to see if he'll she'll like his style snow snow piercer snow piercer i really like uh i think it's called the host which was a monster movie he did yes yes and that's the thing i have i was not familiar with any of his other work um have you and, seen any of those now or you just yeah, know them i just know them that's what i'm saying like i'm not i'm not i was not familiar with anything he had done i've heard of the titles yeah. and i was like oh he, he did those okay but i hadn't, I hadn't seen any of snow piercers on netflix if you want to check it out maybe I, I, it's got Chris Evans and his biceps. I got a whoo. That's a that's a good ad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, I saw the longest preview I've seen for Knives Out. Speaking of Chris Evans, at the um, mm. at, as a preview, and I was like, oh, I cannot wait for this movie. It looks. Tara, I showed Tara the like cut out. I think I might have told this to you, but it's the cut out cardboard like poster, not poster thing, but the mm-hmm. big thing you can see at the theater. And she looks and she goes, yeah, I'll see that. And I'm like, oh, do you want to know what's special? Like, nope, I like every one of those people. Yes, yes. Um, so yeah, I that, that's, cool. that's the thing. It's a very stacked movie, so I'm like, it has to be good. <laughs> God, I hope so. But uh, yeah, yeah. Let Laurel email Laurel, talk to her about Parasite, and uh, until next time, guys. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.